three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Christians in, in Out. Oh, there. I nearly got that right then. Did you notice? In where? Where are we? <laughs> you keep welcome that in. to episode 84 of Christians Right Down the Drain. <laughs> or down a rabbit hole. <laughs> this, this is our pre-credit sequence for next <laughs> Sunday morning, isn't it? Oh dear. <laughs> Scary. We drive down a rabbit hole before we've even got through the introduction. Let's try that again. Welcome to episode 84 of Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. So, dear listener, here we are, episode 84. We're back again this week, coming up a little bit later in the show. We're going to be talking about, well, I've termed it the, I think, the shoes of readiness um, is, is how I've termed it. Um, but we're going to be talking about that part of the armour of God, um, the, the shoe, the readiness to uh, uh, the readiness with the gospel of peace and so on and so forth. But um, we'll open that up a little bit later on in the show. You're smiling at me already, brother. Listen, I know I've tripped over my words once. Today, I am, I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking about my wife and her shoes. But anyway, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly is mentioned in Ephesians 6. But anyway... Um... <laughs> um, what, my wife and her shoes? Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit later on. Uh, but we've got a reasonable amount to get through before we even get that far. So, uh, mate, how's your week been? What's... Uh... Exciting one in your life, yeah. Yep, really, really exciting. Good stuff. It's been a really good week. I trying to think. I mentioned a few weeks ago about something that was sensitive. It's always it's always difficult. <laughs> there are sensitive yeah. issues. Yeah, um, sure. Around the world, we do. But um, the other week, I mentioned about something sensitive, which I can open up a little bit more about now. Great stuff. So basically, oh, I don't know when it was. It must have been a good month ago now. Yep. We had a phone call about a young lady that needed um, some help. She was involved. She was involved with domestic violence um, and, um, and a crack addict. And uh, basically, it was yeah, it was a difficult situation. But we got a phone call saying that are asking us to go and help her, basically take her out of this house that she was in. So we did. Um, anyway, long story short, she found god the night before that oh wow and that was just awesome and this week just gone she's now been what well, at the time of recording i think i can say 17 if not 18 days clean oh brilliant crack. wow and last weekend 
she de she publicly declared that God had met her. Wow. And that she was deepening her relationship with God. So, yeah, that's been amazing. That's been yeah, that's been just seeing God working in that has been awesome. Yeah, sure, sure. How, talk a little bit, very briefly, mate. Talk a bit about how that has affected yourself and the rest of the team. Uh, I mean, you you say clearly on the show that it's very encouraging. How, what what does that do for you and the team? It must be it must be amazing. Oh, I mean, in terms of us, the I mean, this is a this is a lady that's been prayed for by the church for many many years, right? Um, and she she she's been yeah, I say in and out of these sorts of relationships this one she's been yeah. in has been for a long time right and yeah there's been a, there's been a lot of prayer over and particularly with the last year where the church have gone to three prayer meetings all online for yep. ever since the pandemic started last year yeah she's been prayed for three times a day for wow. the last year and so it's it has encouraged it's encouraged the team sure yeah but it's encouraged the church Yes, and I yeah. think to see something like this happen—not just the fact that you know she's been pulled out of that, but the fact that she has um, been clean for so many days without yeah. any, without anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, And then for the journey that she's now on to then declare what she's declared and be looking positively in terms of her future. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's a strange one because we can't meet people to actually really see how they're taking it. Yeah. Um, but for us as a team who do meet, yeah, it's it's huge and it's been really really positive. It's been a privilege to be able to walk alongside her in the last few weeks and and you know really walk alongside her and support. Yeah, sure. Uh, from that point of view, so yeah, it's the the faith levels I think have definitely raised. Yes. My faith yeah. levels have, I say, have raised. But I say that, and I don't say it, you know, I was going to say arrogantly. No, sure, sure. And I'm always one to say, if I'm ever arrogant, tell me. But I always knew that God could do this. Yes. I believed yeah. firmly that God would do this. And in yeah. fact, before Christmas, I believed that God had said to me, don't pray for this anymore. It's going to happen. Right. And so I had to trust him with that yeah. and, and let go of it. And he has done it. And he's done it in a miraculous way. I think I did share with the mother before all of this. I said, I do believe God's going to use us to, to help her. Yeah. I didn't know how. And the last thing I expected was a phone call to say, can you come and get her out of this house? And uh, <laughs> I can't go into the yeah. details of no, what of actually course. in that. But um, uh, let's just say it was uh, clearly God that moved in that situation because yeah. uh, me yeah. and a human being could have very easily taken a different route. Yeah, sure that element of it really did raise my faith level because it raised it in terms of me and who I knew I was and yes. who God had was working in me at that particular moment. Um, yeah. But the whole situation has definitely increased faith um, for, for the team. It's starting, yeah. I think what it's done is it's triggered the fact that anything can happen. Yes. That God really yeah. can do anything. Yeah. And again, we've seen that this week and with a, an amazing I say testimony in terms of a guy who has, is I was going to say, is very much on the edge of, yeah, of yeah. accepting Jesus. He has said yeah. he believes in God. He believes in heaven and hell. 
he's he, what he keeps saying is I am not religious and I do not yeah, I don't believe in putting the gospel in people's faces right and I love that because it gives me an opportunity to say well I'm not religious either and I <laughs> yes. don't want to put the gospel in people's faces so yeah, it's it's great. It's just that last little bit of saying, you know, of, of him saying, "Yes, I believe in Jesus," and so yeah. we're just on that edge. But yeah. what God is doing through him has been unbelievable this week. Wow! To the point where he said, "I think God's on my case," <laughs> and that's opened oh, wow. up a whole new picture for us yeah. as an Eden team yeah, that sure. we never even thought about. Um, Fantastic! It, it, literally, we never thought about it. We've you know, yeah. So we shall see what develops there, but that's yeah. been really, really encouraging. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a good yeah, week. Good stuff. Encouraging. Awesome. Week. Awesome. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Great so, stuff. Yeah. What about you, yeah. mate? Yeah. Interesting. Probably best describes my week. Um, <laughs> well, inter <laughs> in interesting from my point of view, whether it's that's of any interest, yeah, <laughs> whether it's of any interest whatsoever to our listeners, who knows? But um, it, it's very interesting that uh, that you raise the thing about uh, the Lord saying to you stop praying for this um, because uh, you know listeners will be aware that um, we uh, that the accommodation that we currently occupy is being sold and we have to be out by the end of this month and we've had a couple of words for want of a better expression across last weekend and, and just before last weekend uh, which said believe God is going to do something special uh, in these next few days we were then faced with this whole thing of okay how do we live that out what is the practical implication of that humanly speaking you want to be on the computer looking for your accommodation and looking for jobs and whatever and, and going nuts trying to find everything and, and whatever from a spiritual perspective do you then or you know do, do you have to then okay i sit back we believe God has said that he's going to do something special. How do you find the balance? There is a tension between those two things. There's the, the, chucking a third thing into the mix, again, from a spiritual perspective, um, where does taking the responsibility come into that mix as well? So you've got three areas there, which somehow you need to keep in tension. I think that the first one, the human thing, is, is from a Christian perspective, is fairly easy to chuck out. You don't jump in from a human perspective. But then you've, you're left with God says, I'm going to do something special and taking the responsibility um, that you should be taking on your Christian walk. So we've been trying to work that through this week. You know, we do believe that God is going to do something special. Uh, one of the things that's come to mind in that is God may well have already done something special this week, but he's not actually going to reveal that to us until we need to know it. Uh, I think often when you get a word like that, you sort of think, oh, brilliant, I'm going to get some good news this week. And, and we've got to today and we have got a little bit of good news and I'll share that in a moment. But, um, you know, there's something that says, well, maybe that's happened and you know, in a week's time, we're going to find that, you know, God made the move this last week, but hasn't revealed it to us until next week sort of thing. So there's a lot of things kind of there to be to be held in tension, so to speak. Um, on the upside, um, we did email uh, a couple of um, a couple of agencies about uh, properties uh, in up in North Wales, which is where we're heading off to. And we have a virtual viewing uh, mm -hmm. booked for Monday morning. So we're quite excited about that. And we also felt very strongly uh, in the midst of what I was just saying about taking the responsibility and doing stuff versus sitting back and accepting that God is going to do something. 
we we prayed a couple of days ago and in so doing just felt permission granted i think is probably the best phrase i've been wondering for a couple of weeks whether uh, it was uh, a good thing to do to email the churches across north wales um as far as we could find them say look this is who we are this is what we believe god is calling us to do you know if you can offer us any thoughts or or help or whatever you know we'd be very grateful and i'd step back because initially that to me smacked of this is human desperation you you know you're not going into this with the right attitude of heart for a start and then about four or five days ago we prayed and there was just something in it um that the, the picture that came to mind was of a net being cast across the whole of the north wales coast and just a very strong sense of the lord saying just get on with it so we've done that and uh, aside from some wonderfully humorous responses um from numerous churches around bangor in northern ireland when I realised that I'd sent a number of emails explaining our call to North Wales to a number of churches in Ireland <laughs> um, instead of to North Wales. Because <laughs> I hadn't checked the websites close enough and all I'd put in the Google search engine was churches in Bangor um, and Google had assumed Ireland and not Wales. <laughs> so I sent about eight or nine emails <laughs> to some churches in Ireland um, half of whom were gracious enough to come back and say, actually, we really can't help you because we're not in that part of the country. Um, so bless them for coming back. But we've had a couple of responses um, so far. One from a guy who said, we've got nothing yet, but please stay in touch. And when you have made the move, please contact us because we'd love to get to know you and chat with you. And, you know, so that was really encouraging. And then one that came through just this morning and listeners, just for your reference, we're recording this on Friday this week. Um, this one came through just this morning that said yep got your message we're praying for you i've sent this on to the church secretary um to put it on the church web page and to ask the folk to to be searching and, and looking for you and we'll you know if, we, if anything comes up we'll let you know so th there's been some encouragement there uh, which is really great and those two particular emails um, have just confirmed that yep that was it was the right thing to do at that time so Yes, there's a sense in which we're living on the edge. We know the clock is ticking, but there's also a huge sense of God's got this. Um, you know, it's his call on our lives and we have to trust that he has, uh, you know, the, the, the foundations that that JCB, the first picture we had of the JCB Diggin Foundations being accommodation and jobs. And so, yes, we're, we're learning to, to trust and to exercise our faith, but holding that intention with um, the responsibility of doing some of the looking and searching and saying, Lord, you know, guide my fingers across the keyboard sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting week and I'm sure the weeks to come uh, will be even more interesting <laughs> as, uh, as the Lord leads to, uh, to the right property and potentially the right jobs. And I mean, you know, we're, we're exploring the thoughts, you know, do we find somewhere short term, get our feet under the table, so to speak, in North Wales and maybe then look and then find somewhere permanent from there. But who knows? Who knows? That is in God's hands. Um, and uh, we, we are doing our utmost to leave that with him. So, um, yeah. That is where we're at at the moment. And uh, as things come right. up, then obviously we'll keep folk informed. So uh, awesome. Now, you were busy during the week, weren't you, brother? You're looking at me completely blankly. I've been very busy and I've done, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking we, about. <laughs> we have a new sting for the show, don't we, brother? Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wasn't listen... busy doing that. that was... <laughs> <laughs> Which our listeners are about to hear. Boaz Watch. So, brother, Boaz Watch, tell us the history <laughs> of the sting first of all, and then bring us up to date on Boaz Watch. Well, the, the history of the sting. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it's long and complex, <laughs> I know. 
it is very long and complex. I'll, I'll say <laughs> 30 seconds long and complex um, that took about four or five weeks to actually get across. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that, yeah, basically, about four or five weeks ago, I know we talked about doing a sting and I recorded um, Boaz crying. Yeah. And I tried to get some other little elements of him in. And then I thought, I need to add the, the vocal part in it. And it yeah. didn't. It took me four or five weeks, basically, to get around to recording the vocals, which was this week. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's, what, oh, that, that's the history of the sting. Awesome. <laughs> and how is the man at the moment? He's doing all right. He's doing, yeah, he's doing all right. He's, um, he's sleeping a lot better at night, which is good. So we make the Praise most of the that. Lord. Yeah. Going down, we've got a great routine in the evening now where he has his bath and yeah. he has his bottle and he's down by around about seven o'clock wow um half past six seven he then sleep right through well it can vary it yep. can vary from two through till four okay um anytime between two and four he'll wake Aww. he seems to be waking and then we've got a great routine i think it's a great routine between <laughs> natasha and myself so she's now doing that oh well we're both getting up i'm going downstairs and getting the bottle right. she's making the um the changing his nappy yeah and then she will feed him and then he will wake again doesn't matter what time he seems to whether it's two or four he will right. then wake again around about six or half six okay and so i'm getting up then with him permanently for the day yeah yeah so yeah so that's been that well for me it's been a real blessing i'm saying that and my wife's not here while I'm recording <laughs> this week. So she, when she is this, she may be throwing something at me across the table. I don't know. Um, your Sunday morning <laughs> breakfast must be an amazing time <laughs> when, when your wife finds out what you say on the podcast several days after you've said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I did see a lovely, lovely picture uh, on the um, Eden Blind and Mice uh, Facebook feed. Uh, of Boaz out litter picking, which was really lovely. Yeah, we were litter picking this week. Um, started that on a Tuesday morning for about an hour and a half. A, to clean up the community, but B, to bring the community together. Sure. And uh, yeah, Boaz was in his pouch with Natasha and um, helping to litter pick. Great stuff, brilliant. Yeah, he's been a busy boy this week. Yeah, it sounds good, it sounds good. Just just very quickly, I know we're jumping back to uh, to, to Eden, but um, how did you find the litter pick and the community? Are the community responding well to that? Uh, yes, is a simple yeah. answer. Great stuff, that's good. Yeah, they, they, yeah the community have, have taken that up well and been really positive. Uh, we've been blessed through sure. it. Sure. Um, yeah. So yes, it's, that's that's been really really good. Fantastic. Oh, certainly the pictures, um, at least one I think was uh, a before and after which showed the amount of hard work and, and effort that had gone into that. So uh, God bless yourself, the team and the community for, for pitching in. It shows what you can do as a, as a team. Yeah. Um, when all together. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was, which was great. So, and that was the whole thing. Really Fantastic. Well. So, yeah, that's been okay. good. Um, and yeah, and uh, I'm thinking about Boaz as well. He he's smiling. He is smiling. Oh wow! Oh bless him! Brilliant! Which is really exciting. We we got a funny feeling. I know he's only three months. Well, he's almost three months. We got yeah. a funny feeling. He's saying, "Mum." Oh. Maybe dad. Okay. But, yeah. It's. I don't know. We 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 want to. <laughs> in a way, we want to hope that he's saying that. Yes. But it might not be. 
the next couple of weeks i'll be able to tell you <laughs> that'd be brilliant oh we'll look forward to hearing that news that's fantastic now we're we're going to introduce uh, another segment to the show uh, now so uh, we could have an excuse for another sting um, at some point or other um but um <laughs> this is going to be the show of stings yeah, <laughs> it is isn't it yeah yeah put your gloves on to listen yeah um now i uh, listeners will know that i'm <laughs> you, you've just got that one haven't you yeah <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I, I think normally it's me that runs about two minutes behind on the jokes. <laughs> um, but um, no, we um, uh, listeners will know that uh, I, I'm a keen listener to the uh, CVM show uh, with Beach and Blackers on Sunday Night Live. And they do various regular segments uh, on that show. Um, including uh, internet uh, video of the week, I think they call it, and they do a top three here and there. Um, I've been wondering whether or not to um, to grab something like that for the podcast. I know uh, the feedback that we've received, uh, people have suggested they've really appreciated the banter between yourself and myself, and that's been great. So I'm wondering, you know, was, was there something that we could uh, drop in as a segment just to uh, to encourage a little bit more of that? And as I was going through social media this week, as is my want, I came upon, came across a poll on Twitter, which caught my eye. And it's, it, it asked very simply, should chocolate be stored in a fridge or a cupboard? So I responded with my answer, and I'll reveal that later on, just to keep you hanging, because you know that we're into real serious <laughs> stuff on this show. Um, oh, we are. This is very serious. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is deep stuff. This is deep stuff. Um, I, I contacted the uh, the lady concerned, uh, a lady called Kate, and said, um, would you mind if we grabbed this um, to use on the show? And she said, no, go for it. So I followed the poll that she put up, uh, which finished uh, 68 to 32% in favour of a cupboard. Chocolate should be stored in a cupboard. So we then decided that we we're going to put this up on our respective social media themes. And uh, Bramwell, I think you had a couple of responses. I did. And as we've been talking, I've got one more coming. So. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> awesome. So what, what feedback so have you had, brother? This is live off the press. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, as we So speak. I've had... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've had Laura, who has said, Cupboard, chocolate okay. is too hard to bite if stored in a fridge. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can kind of understand that. Um, understand. And then I got the chocolate emoji. Oh, okay, yep. And Norma, the, you, you will know Norma. Oh, okay, yeah. Keeping surnames out of this. Yes, of She's course. She's commented yeah. and said, Alan, which is her husband, yep. doesn't understand the concept of storing food, which made <laughs> me baffled completely. I'm thinking, what does he do? Does he buy it in and eat it straight away? And, I mean, what... <laughs> So Norma, if you want to enlighten on that, that would be yeah, great. Do. Alan, yeah, how do you how do you get around yeah. your weekly shop? Is yes. my question I, on that one. I, I have to say, if I can jump in there just before you read the next one, uh, a friend of ours from our time in Torquay simply responded with one word: stored. <laughs> so it was just like, okay, um, yeah. There's there's at least two people in there who don't understand the concept that chocolate should be out in, out long enough to be stored anyway. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yes, you, you had yeah. another one. Oh, I did, and the other one just says covered with a laughing emoji. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, Naya, I'm not quite sure whether that's a laughing emoji because it's a stupid question or whether that's because <laughs> your answer's stupid. So I'll leave that one for you to tell me <laughs> yeah, about later that's on. fair enough. 
So you've had two for cupboard. So two, two cupboards and one who doesn't store anything. Who doesn't store food anyway? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first response that I had come back uh, was from a guy called Rupert. Um, Rupert said, "Now there lies a division in our household. My chocolates are in the cupboard, but the missus keeps hers in the fridge." And then he said this. Whichever the preference, it all goes down the same way anyway, <laughs> which I thought was lovely. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've got to, I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. You see, surely a chocolate that's stored in a cupboard, which therefore by definition is at room temperature, is going to break up and melt in the mouth that much more easily than a chocolate that's been stored in the fridge and therefore snaps when you bite into it and potentially goes down as a large chunk. Discuss. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what? That's where my head was going when <laughs> exactly the same. Why would you put chocolate in the in the fridge and make it hard? And then I suddenly looked in my fridge and I've got my dark bar of chocolate <laughs> in the fridge. Yes. And I th so uh, my mind is completely messed up now. You know, this, <laughs> this very deep question. Yes. Um, because in our cupboard, we have got a box of dairy milk. Right. Okay, so that's in the cupboard, but my bar of chocolate is in the fridge. <laughs> where do I sit? Where, yeah, where do you stand I've got with that? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you where but I'm it at. It depends on the chocolate. Well, and well, it's interesting you should say that, actually, because our very next respondent uh, was a young lady by the name of Rachel who said exactly that. Uh, depends on the chocolate. But she went on to say that her mum, Rose, would agree that buttons do live in the fridge. Interestingly, um, Rachel's mum, Rose, then did respond. No longer in the fridge because I work upstairs at the moment. They have to be up there with me. <laughs> so, so Rose is another one who doesn't store her chocolates but carries them with her wherever she appears to be. <laughs> Carla's uh, Carla's response was just stored, which yeah was quite interesting. But she did then express a preference for the cupboard, and uh, and, and Angie again uh, on a good day store it in the fridge but on a bad day it doesn't last long enough to need storing anyway so which was something i can completely uh, completely agree with but you see from our point of view and it's a really interesting one we you know because of what we're doing in terms of heading away to to north wales and, and leaving the place that we are now we're just starting to put things in boxes and create some space by moving things around and whatever and about a week or 10 days ago so your chocolate's in a box well not quite. It's it's sat in a Tupperware box on the side. So it's not been in a cupboard, but it has been at room temperature ever since we moved here. Our, our, our lunch routine has been pretty much the same most times. A couple of sandwiches, bag hang of crisps, a bar of chocolate. Ever since, ever since you moved there, are you telling me you've still got the same chocolate from when you moved there? Seven, I, six, seven I, should, I should point out, dear listener, that no, we don't have brown chocolate that's turned white because it's six months old. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to cut that one. <laughs> but we have found a shop locally um, that does sort of multi bags of, of chocolate bars very, very cheaply. So we've made the most of that. But we had a large Tupperware box, about a foot square. And we sort of buy six of these multi-packs, drop them in there. And then that Tupperware container has stayed on the side. It's not, not in a cupboard, but it has stayed at room temperature. And then about a week or 10 days ago, as I was tidying up that particular work surface, I, without even thinking, um, and I'd, I'd not seen this question on social media or anything, I just picked up that tub and put it in a space in the fridge. And the following day, when I came to grab the chocolate biscuits to, that, that we had for our lunch, I said, do you know what? That is massively different and loving the taste of chocolate straight out of the fridge. And that's where they've stayed. So I've got to say, having tried both, I'm now very much erring towards chocolate should be stored in the fridge. Loving the loving the snap and the crunch 
um, of a chocolate coming out of the fridge. So I, my, you know, my um, my chocolates now will will remain in the fridge. So, <laughs> all because you get a snap and a crunch. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's no other deeply theological and biblical reason. It's just I like the snap and the crunch of a chocolate bar that comes out of the fridge. <laughs> it, it lends some credence to the old Twix adverts, um, which I think if, I think well, it was yeah. Twix that used to talk about you know snap. Yes. You know, so um, now I mean I, I haven't tried it with a Twix recently, and goodness knows how hard the caramel part of a Twix would go if we stored it in the fridge. But yeah. that that's going to be an experiment worth trying at some point or other. Do I dare say at this point, <laughs> listeners, if you've got any of these silly questions, please, oh, please send, send them, them in, in because I'm loving this conversation. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I, we're, we're happy to. Um, we'll vet the questions. But yes, if you've got any daft questions, A or B or whatever, then yeah, please send them in. And uh, yes, you can contact us um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just uh, just search Christians in Our Soup, or email them directly to us um, at Christians in Our Soup at hotmail.com. Now, the other thing which I hadn't forewarned you of, but which is oh, uh, a genuine gummer, because uh, I was having a look at this earlier in the week, and I'm just trying to put this up as we go. Is we now have a website. Now, it's oh. It's not. This is news to me. Yes. <laughs> well, in, in fairness, brother, I had spoken about it some while ago, um, but I kind you of, did. I'm not quite gone off the idea, but I've never really kind of worked it, uh, worked it fully through. And to be honest, the one that I'd thought about, I'd almost completely forgotten about. Um, and then all of a sudden, about three or four weeks ago, I started getting regular messages from uh, the uh, domain. Uh, guys saying we've updated your website with this week's podcast and then a week later we've updated your uh, website with this week's podcast so i went over to it and it had gone live and there it is now it's not oh, yeah it, it's not huge it's not big it's not uh, you know but if you go to podpage.com p-o-d-p-a-g-e.com forward slash christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup you will come to our webpage. Um, so that's podpage, P-O-D-P-A-G-E dot com forward slash Christians in our suit with hyphens throughout. You will come to our webpage. Now, on that page, you've got links now to every podcast. So, you know, you can catch up with the old ones. If you click on a specific podcast, uh, it will then take you to the page with that podcast where, again, you can click the link. It's got the show notes on it. It will take you to links where you can listen on various different podcasting apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castro, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Spotify. Um, there's a link to the RSS feed if you want to uh, subscribe that way. Uh, there are easy ways to share each individual show uh, on Twitter and Facebook, amongst other social medias as well. So if you want to share a podcast, you can do that directly from our website. Um, and the other thing, um, if I can just get the page to enlarge to where it should be, in the bottom right-hand corner of that web page is a little blue circle with a microphone in it. And you can now leave us a voicemail. Um, so you can leave us a voice message if you want to, if you want some verbal feedback oh, on yeah. the show, you can do that. We'll get a message at uh, christiansinoursuperhotmail.com and we can download that and then potentially play that in the show. Um, so do let us know if you want to do that. But yeah, so if you want to leave us a voicemail, 
Um, there's also a direct link there to the Twitter feed as well. Um, so, yep, jump on the website. There are links from the website to our social media feeds on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. There's a subscribe button, so it's easy enough to subscribe. Um, and that uh, web page address again is podpage.com forward slash Christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup. Um, and that'll take you to the main page. And that is now up and running. So, uh, yeah, another way to be Actually, able to get seeing, in touch. Seeing that. Yes, mate seeing that has reminded me of something okay. that my wife just burst out the other week okay um and i think it was it must have been i'm just having a look through the episodes now i think it must have been well she's no she first laughed at episode 80 with the right. picture of me just coming in through the bottom left hand corner with my hands and a sort of <laughs> cheeky smile yes. And then the following week, she burst out laughing, which was our interview with Cliff, as I seemed to be hanging in midair. <laughs> oh, is that the one where you were sitting on a chair? Yes. <laughs> That's, I love that one. I've got you with your ice cream. So I've, yes. I'm going to have to send you some more photos that, you know, I got. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure. This, this rather sort of, you know, funny, like, Mm, my precious <laughs> sort of you know, hand look. Well, or I, I've got this one where I just float in the air. <laughs> I love that. The thing was the um, and, and I found one of these free uh, online background removers, um, which is how I've got just obviously just your face and, and whatever. But of course, it, it literally focused on the shape of the person. There was literally no surround at all. Yes. And and I have to admit, like your good lady, uh, when it had wiped out everything behind you and it just left you sat floating in midair, I saw the funny side of that and thought, no, nah, that can be used. Um, so, <laughs> and, and I've tried to vary them. I think there's about four or five different ones of each of us. So I've tried to vary them week by week. But yeah, um, brother, if you've got some others and I'll try and update ours as well. Um, and we'll try and um, try and get some new ones on there um, at some point as well. Mate, we've had a great laugh. We've had a deeply theological discussion about where chocolate should be stored. But uh, I'm aware once again that time is moving on. Um, and uh, it is. Yes, we, we are moving through the armour of God. Um, and uh, we are. I've, I've titled this one. You're right there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Choking Sorry. on some of that chocolate that you've just taken out the fridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I've Carry titled on. today. Thank you. I, I've titled today um, the shoes of readiness because that's where we are. We are looking um, at that part of the armor uh, from Ephesians six um, uh, that talks about being shod with the readiness uh, of the gospel of peace. So, mate, do you want to kick us off with some opening thoughts on that? And we'll move on from there. Uh, yeah, I can do. So I've <laughs> broken it down again in terms of two parts. Yep, sure. You know me. So I've got shoes and feet, <laughs> and then I've got the gospel of peace. So I'll, I'll kick off with the shoes. You're clearly not a Baptist, brother. Because <laughs> Baptists would have three <laughs> points, obviously. Well, I've got shoes, feet, and gospel of peace. So, you know, oh, there depends you go. on okay. which way you All look right. at that. Well, welcome to the Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Go for it. I will never fit into any denomination. <laughs> you and me both, brother. This week. Um, anyway, moving on quickly. <laughs> yeah. Shoes. So, yeah. My thoughts around shoes. 
are they are something to stand upon or stand or obviously stand in you don't stand yeah. on your shoes you stand yep. in your shoes yes but we've been to we the, the previous two that we've done on this we've talked about truth and we talked about righteousness yeah and it's important to have both of those but you need to be rooted into something and that's yeah. what the whole thing for, for me was coming through about the shoes is that the shoes are the root of yeah. everything that we do um it's what we it's what we use to stand upon and we know that, that the bible talks about the cornerstone and the yeah. fact that we stand upon that cornerstone and the cornerstone is jesus so we stand upon jesus but the other thing and i'll come on to that a bit later on but the, the other thing is that of course with the with with the shoes when you with roman soldiers uh going into battle they needed to have strong shoes and those shoes needed to be able to grip the rough terrain they needed to be able to march many many miles they needed to withstand a battle and it's very similar today to, to soldiers today in the military you know their boots have to be able to withstand a number of things so these yeah. shoes are sturdy yeah and they need to be sturdy but at the same time and they're firm grounded and so therefore the shoes have to be firm grounded and therefore yeah. with the gospel of peace it needs to be firm there needs mm -hmm. to be a firm grounding a firm standing on the gospel of peace and i'll talk about that later sure you know but the road that we the road that we walk will be tough you yeah. know it doesn't say in the bible become a christian and have an easy life absolutely and we know yeah. that for sure yeah um in fact you know picking up the gospel and and, and having a uh, having a, a biblical life shall i say brings suffering and it yeah. brings persecution and it brings struggles um but we always have the hope and we know that there's an eternal life and we know that by uh, standing that we and, and being a Christian we have the assurance of our father's love of God's love yeah. so the road we walk will be tough and therefore we need something sturdy we need something strong on our feet to be able to take that walk so yeah those are my thoughts in terms of shoes yeah stews or shoes shoes <laughs> stews <laughs> yeah I'm not going to talk about my wife's shoes again <laughs> No, I, it's interesting. In, in the hour or so before we started recording, I did a little bit more um, research into the shoes and discovered that there were two interesting pieces of information missing from um, Roman history that I was taught at school. One of which talks about uh, the, the makeup and design of uh, the Roman soldier's shoe. Um, now, visually, I was aware of the first of these bits, uh, which is that basically they don't just strap over over the bridge of the foot like a sandal. They strap about halfway up the calf, if not higher. Um, and the reason for them strapping that far up is to ensure that they are absolutely secure. They're not loose. They're not going to fall off. Um, and that, um, and again, you know, we'll come on to that a bit later on, but that speaks of being properly strapped into the gospel of peace, properly uh, secure uh, in the gospel. And the other thing that came up, which I was totally unaware of, was uh, that the sole of the Roman soldier's shoe looks something akin to the modern day golfer's shoe with spikes mm -hmm. in the bottom of it practical out, uh, application of that is simply that it helps the soldier to grip um, on the ground. Um, so pure common sense application to that. But the other thing which hadn't really occurred to me, and I'm no historian, uh, as our listeners can probably guess, was this, the solidity of the, um, the shoe worn by the Roman soldier. 
was also was, was not just to enable them to walk over dodgy terrain and rough terrain it was also to protect them from uh, what this particular historian describes as the landmines of the day and it was not an uncommon practice um, in wars of the day that the armies would go out and bury pointed sticks just below the surface of the ground so as the army are walking across, you put your foot through the sand onto a pointed stick, all of a sudden you've got one disabled soldier. Yep. So there was a protective element of the shoe as well, which, you know, in, in many respects, I, I guess it just makes sense that if you're grounded in the gospel, you're also protected um, from what the devil wants to do. So those two things do go hand in hand. But again, from, from a historical practical point of view, that was uh, that was an interesting thing to pick up and, and learn today. So. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a serious piece of kit, um, and I think often we we look at the shoe as oh just that other bit that we put on. It's almost the last bit that we put on um, before we head out. Um, you know, Anne and I go for our walk each day uh, as we should, and it's not that unusual that the the scarf goes on, the coat goes on, the woolly hat goes on, the gloves go on, and then all of a sudden I remember that I've got my indoor shoes on or just my socks on, and then the shoes go on. The, the, the shoes as described here are no less significant um, than any other part of the army. And they're not only about gr being grounded in the gospel of peace, they're also about protection as well. So um, mm. yeah, it was, uh, I found that very helpful, a little bit eye-opening, but very helpful um, to, uh, to, to move on in that. So mm. yeah, yeah, significant piece of the armor, definitely. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, so peace, gospel of peace? Yeah, go for it. So. I finished my bit when I was talking about the fact that you know, being a Christian doesn't mean we get an easy life. Yep. You know, each day will be a test and we will be targeted and we will be tempted and we can be attacked and, and all of those things. You know, we can be you know, we, we can be led into temptation. Yep. Yeah, and that's why the, the Lord's Prayer is that they lead us not into temptation. Yeah. You know, yeah. to try and pull back from that temptation. So we have to be ready um, or in some versions, it's uh, prepared or preparation. Yep. Um, we have to be ready. We have to be uh, in readiness to give what the what Paul says to give the gospel of peace, um, or be given by the gospel of peace. Mm. So we should yeah. be ready to give that gospel of peace, yep. the message of peace in all things. And it's it's quite. Uh, you know, how do you give a gospel of peace? Well, first of all, the gospel is the good news. So it's the good news of peace. It's the good news of Jesus. You know, Jesus is the bringer of peace. So Isaiah 9-6, which I'm sure our listeners will be aware of because it's that passage that comes out every single Christmas. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yeah. It said that Jesus is peace. He's going to yes. be the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus says himself in John 16, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We are to have the peace that Jesus brings and in Scripture that they have peace that passes all understanding. And we think about peace being that sort of that thing between you know, warfare, particularly and yep. arguing, and that that you know, there's a peace or there's a stalemate or there's that moment yep. where it all stops and there's there's peace. But actually, this is this is something deeper. And what I was really intrigued just over a week ago now, 
yeah. I did. I've started doing a youth and community course. Okay. Through what we're doing, obviously in the community, yeah. and we were talking. Our first session was about God's. It was God's mission, and it was mind blowing because we talked about peace. Right. And we looked at the word peace, and the, the word, the word in Greek, and the word, the word in Hebrew. Yep. And the fact that the the word in Greek, Irene, and the work the work the word <laughs> in Hebrew, which is shalom, yep, which is a word we often think of and use, means wholeness. It yep. means safety. It means security. And therefore, what? And this is where it just blew my mind completely because we've been thinking particularly as an Eden team, we're thinking about how to bring Jesus into the community and how to how to talk about Jesus. And and, yeah. and almost like dangerously, our minds have been going, oh, that's that's the goal. That's what we need to do. Yeah. But actually, yeah. our goal, our, our goal, our mission, God's mission is beyond that. God's mission is not just to bring Jesus. God's mission is to bring wholeness yeah. or completeness or you know, we could look at that in other ways in terms of restoration yeah. and healing and and everything you know, all built on love so yeah this whole thing of peace is a lot bigger than just having that you know oh, shake hands and that's the end of it sort of thing yeah, this sure, actually brings sure. a whole which is the opposite to, to obviously brokenness which is what we see yeah. the world in and jesus yeah. wants to bring that wholeness mm. so it's a gospel it's a good news of wholeness that yeah. we're to bring yeah which is why we need to stand on it because we need to have the the hope of that wholeness yeah in the future yeah and if yeah. we haven't got that hope of wholeness and obviously it, you know eternal life and and all of that is part of it mm -hmm. if we haven't got that wholeness and we haven't got that hope in wholeness then actually what have we got hope in and that's yeah that's quite a worrying thing yeah, uh, yeah absolutely so, you know, we can have hope in jesus yes that's not an issue but God's mission is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. um, God's mission is to bring wholeness, to bring completion, to bring us into a full restoration. You know, that's what yeah. resurrection is. It's a yeah. full restoration of the body. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where I went. And I thought, whoa, this is even bigger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because, I mean, one of the things that you've mentioned in there in terms of peace, a uh, piece of peace of mind in terms of what's going on around and and so on and so forth one of the things that god has brought to mind is i have put you in a place of hiding um, i have put you in a shelter and when you recognize that you're under god's protection and that's an amazing phrase to to, to wrap your brain around um <laughs> a silly example but um we watched paddington 2 again the other day and there's a wonderful scene in that um, where uh, Paddington goes up against, I think the character's name is Knuckles McGinty, um, who's the chef. Um, <laughs> and he's this, you know, six foot gorilla type character who nobody in the prison messes with. Nobody, but nobody complains about the food because otherwise you face the wrath of Knuckles McGinty. Paddington, who's this two foot six bear, goes up against this guy and says, you know, this food isn't good enough. Long story short, McGinty discovers Paddington's marmalade and decides that this is going to be the new big thing in the prison kitchen. And immediately Paddington agrees to make the marmalade. Knuckles McGinty looks across the entire dining room and says, this bear is now under my protection. 
and you know the whole prison to a man looks back and just silently nods their heads you know we recognize that this guy is under your protection um and it, it, it's a wonderful feeling when you recognize as a christian that you're put in that place of hiding you're put in that place of being under god's protection uh, scripture talks about living under the shadow of his wings psalm 91 i think it is that there is a huge huge sense of god's peace that comes when you recognize that god has got you in you know and, and whichever one of these three three phrases works for you in his place of hiding in his shelter under his protection whatever phrase you want to use the sense of peace that comes in that and i think you know as you said before we need to be reminded that that doesn't necessarily mean that the bombs stop dropping but when you're in god's shelter there is a sense of peace about the fact that those bombs are dropping that sense of peace then enables you to be in a stronger position to cope with what's going on outside the shelter when you need to step outside and deal with it face it whatever and i just to, to get to grips with being in that place of peace then enables you properly to be able to share that peace um, with other people um, at the appropriate time and that's something you know for Anne yeah. and I that's something that we've really um, I won't say we've got to grips completely and understood it but we're in a far greater place of that now than we were six months ago a far greater place of understanding that mm. now than we were six months ago because God has brought us to a place of hiding um, and in that place of hiding, yeah. we've learned to sit and rest in his peace. Um, so, yeah, it's been a great. Uh... Yes. Yeah. And of course, we're we're built to have a relationship with yeah. with God. Yeah. That's what we're ultimately created for, to have that relationship. So yeah. when we are in that shelter or in that place, that's the wholeness. That's the oneness yes. of yeah. where God wants us. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, you're right. Definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Mate, we're good Baptists. Are we on point three yet? <laughs> well, I put one and two together, so that blows my three. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got a three, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, not particularly. Um, just just to read, and I, I looked up um, a couple of commentaries and a couple of devotions, but this was the one he said, looking for it again. No, I haven't got it. Um, so I'm going to read a slightly different one. Um, but it encompasses a little of what we've been saying. Um, in Ephesians 6, Paul tells us to stand firm with our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, it may seem strange to consider shoes as part of the armour, but you can, can you imagine going into battle shoeless? Um, you'd most likely be in pain with every step as you pass over all kinds of harsh landscape. Ultimately, that then inhibits the ability to fight. Brings us back to what we were saying earlier on, that... Um, the, the, the shoe is not just a little bit of protection. It actually enables us to get on the battlefield in the first place. You know, you can put all the rest of the armor on, mm -hmm. um, but unless you've got your shoes on, you know, it's going to hurt when you step out on the uh, on the battlefield. And when you put that in the context of the time it's written, and I, uh, forgive me, listeners, I know I've mentioned this before, but I always remember one of my New Testament lecturers saying that to get the full impact and understanding of Scripture, you must read it against the background in which it was actually written. And when you look at this, against the background of the Roman times and, and the wars that were happening then and and 
you pick up this whole idea of these pointed sticks under the ground that you can put your foot through, you recognise the significance that you don't go to war without your shoes on um, and just how important they are. Um, but how does the gospel of peace relate to shoes? To start, we need to understand what the gospel of peace is. The word gospel obviously means good news, referring to the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And it's through that sacrifice that we can have peace with God um, and a far greater peace. Obviously, I was talking about a little bit earlier on as well. Scripture from John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. With God's strength, we can be brave in sharing our faith. Yes. Why? Because Jesus has defeated death, so we don't need to be afraid. When you put the whole concept of salvation into the context of the of the of the shoe being related to the gospel of peace, we are brought to that place of peace with God through our salvation and recognizing what God did for us through sending Jesus. And when you recognize that place of peace that our salvation brings us to, it almost by definition equips us then to go and share that with the people around us. Now, I, I will not open this up because we discussed this before we came on air, but there is a very interesting question around this relating to evangelism and witnessing, which is something that we're going to pick up, God yeah. willing, uh, on another occasion. But regardless as to what your feelings are about that, the whole point of the shoe is to be equipped to go on the journey to do the sharing um it is to go into battle with the with the good news um the the it, it is the equipping with the gospel of peace to be able to take it out and share it um, so yeah definitely yeah yeah Re yeah it's so true and we need to have again that sturdiness yeah. to be able to go and share yeah. um yeah as you say in terms of witnessing evangelism it actually doesn't matter as you say yeah. it is about yeah. having the sturdiness to go out and do it you yeah and yeah and yes we will definitely that's definitely a question that we will pick up um in the future you know when we've gone through all the armor of god yeah as, as we've said this year is about equipping um and equipping our listeners mm -hmm. you know, if if the church reopens and it goes back to the way it was then we've learned nothing from yeah. the last 12 months yeah so you know sometimes we have got these challenging questions and you, know, you and i both know that there are challenging questions out there that yeah. you and i talk about behind the scenes <laughs> yeah yeah and quite yeah. happy to talk about and we may have different opinions but at the end of the day what i love is that we love each other and we always absolutely come back to that. brother yeah amen <laughs> amen I, I i was thinking and i don't that's, I, not, that's not to say we've got it right <laughs> well no absolutely and i think you know when when we come to doing those questions i think it's important that we say to our listeners look guys um we will come with our various standpoints we will come with our various scriptures but ideally what we're doing is throwing it out there for you to weigh up and allow the lord to lead you to the place that he needs you to be in um in in that question in that topic and whatever it is um and i don't want to make light of this in any way shape or form but i i was reminded as you were talking a few moments ago that uh, when i did the uh, doctor who podcast um for about four or five years i had a specific segment in it called controversy corner which i yes. basically used to put something deliberately provocative um from the doctor who universe um out online to garner people's opinions um sometimes that went well and other times anyway moving on 
but um, I, I do wonder, you know, um, you know, we're not to shy away from those difficult issues within our faith. No. You know, there are issues on which folk will have differing opinions. And, uh, you know, yeah, maybe looking forward um, when we've completed this series, that's something to, to think about. And again, listeners, if there's anything out there that uh, you think, you know, you would like to hear us talking about, discussing or whatever, um, then please do contact us uh, through the social medias, um, through the uh, webpage now, or directly by email, christiansinassib.hotmail.com. And I'm not going to promise that we'll answer every single one of them or that we'll look at every single topic, but we will weigh them before the Lord and just say, Lord, what are the ones that you want us to bring to the show uh, with a view to uh, to maybe looking at some of those in, in future months? So, um, yeah. Definitely. Brother, have we wrapped up the shoes? Wrapped up the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> For presents for our wives. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just in case they need any new ones. <laughs> yeah. Apologies for any ladies that are listening of the shoe joke. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I just remember when I first met Natasha, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to say that the loft was full of shoes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Needless to say, she had to get rid of lots. So, um, yeah, so apologies if uh, I've offended any ladies with shoes. <laughs> I can't believe you have, brother. I can't believe you have. Surely not. But yes, I, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've wrapped up here. I yes. about you. <laughs> I, I think we probably should both wrap it up, to be honest, <laughs> before we land ourselves in even more hot water. Um, I think we should get to the point where we say that that is all for this week. Guys, we thank you so much for listening, as we always do. Um, don't forget, you can find us on uh, uh, social media. We're on Twitter. We're on pod, uh, podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, just search Christians in Our Soup. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, amongst numerous other platforms, of course, where you could subscribe and you could never miss an episode when you do that subscription. And also with Apple Podcasts, if you're able to leave us a review, that would be fantastic as well. Uh, you can email the show directly at christiansinassib.hotmail.com and uh, as I mentioned earlier we now have the uh, the web page as well um, so uh, you can leave us a voicemail from there uh, but bless you for listening thank you so much indeed we'll be back again next week for the life of me I can't remember what we're doing but I'm sure we'll know by the time we get there um, I think it might be I think it might be an interview but hey ho um, I think it's I think it's I think it's an interview um, but we'll cross that bridge yep. when we get to it but until we share the airwaves again it's goodbye from myself for us and it's goodbye from me Bramwell you got it right mate well done I did <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a Monday. God bless you, folks. We'll see you all next week. Bless you. Bye.